1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736
2: 736. Welcome to the Friday Form Panel. Just having a little bit of a discussion there with uh, Gareth as he uh, as he walked out. I'll tell you what I'm getting tired of, Dan Maleky. Welcome to you. He's... Um, pumping up horses and loving them. And then as soon as I leave home, Mm. uh, they they, they tend to go well. Um, So maybe that's the key to their success. But um, we were talking about Hurricane Harley, and uh, he is one of, to me, many, many, many confusing runners at Melton tomorrow night. I don't know how you felt about the meeting. I, I thought the theme of the meeting was confusion for me.
0: Yeah, okay. Well, that's that's interesting. It's certainly in a 1,200 metre race. That race itself uh, requires a lot of work, and um, I agree. I certainly haven't come up with the best bet in that race, uh, a good race uh, as it is, but um, it's, uh, it's not for me. Or those two, tw- uh, sorry, that 1,200 metre race, and then the 1,200-metre race that Hurricane Harley come out of, which is now into a 2240. It's a good race, though, but it's pretty even. Uh, and even the Dullard Trotters Cup uh, itself uh, is interesting. We've got a Kiwi involved, which is very important to have. Uh, but one horse that looks to have a race at his mercy is in the uh, Caduceus 3-Roll Classic. And, um, oh, captain, my captain, I reckon he'll be standing up.
2: <laughs> I think he will be, too. Even even that race, though, we'll... we'll I guess we'll get to all the confusing aspects of, uh, of all the races, but even with that race, there's there's always this tendency, isn't there? I, I know they've just turned three, but whenever juveniles turn three and they're meeting rivals that, for whatever reason, missed the major futurities, um, there is this. There's quite a bit of hype around uh, Dangerous, probably more than I was expecting. A couple of people even, as soon as the fields came out, messaged me and went, "Oh, you know." Who do you regulate? A school captain Dangerous? And to be honest, my initial reaction was, uh, are they in the same universe, these two horses? Mm. Uh, yeah. but, but then when people ask you the question a couple of times, it makes you sit back and go, do I need to excavate further here? But I, maybe we both agree that no, it's, we, we can drop the shovels, no excavation required.
0: Yeah, look, it's a, it's a good point because Dangerous is a um, Group 1 runner-up and has got a win over Joyful before Joyful ended up with Emma Stewart. And um, look, good. We want to have that horse in the conversation. There's no doubt about that. And from Barry, number one, and it's good to see a decent horse too with uh, with Shane Sanderson. Yeah. So I I can understand that. But from, from what I've seen of school captain, he is fresh, but what he's done um, has been up there with some of the best two-row performances that I've seen. And he is already a uh, group one winner
2: well i mentioned we'll get to that race later but indeed it was one of those circumstances on new year's eve where your reputation can be enhanced without you even having to be there because the way the lost storm and then you think to yourself well this is the only horse that's beaten the lost storm and beaten him twice and both times in feature races so um it it was one of those odd situations where he didn't even need to turn up and um the stock price rose significantly i thought
0: Yeah, I I totally agree with you, uh, Jason. There's no doubt about that. They're two of the finest young horses that I've seen for for some time. And the the clock says it as well. They back them up with times and what they're able to do. They both have a physical presence about them, particularly school captain. Uh, So it'll be great to see what uh, he looks like and the way he uh, parades, because we haven't seen him for a couple of months now, but uh, he's... uh, he is in my mind actually be interesting to know which one you would rate as the number one seed uh, whether it's the uh the lost storm or its school captain uh be interesting uh on performances so far because you might say oh the lost storm's got to be number one but school captain's beaten him twice
2: well i i I might be contravening um 12 different laws in saying this uh because i'll I'll be on the panel there's no doubt you will I'll be I'll be voting for school captain for uh, two-year-old of the year, and at the same time I couldn't split them as the number one seed. In fact, yeah, maybe the Lost Storm narrowly still. It's a funny one, isn't it? Like, yeah, it's, it's a funny one because on performance, uh, at, at, for the outrageous nature of a couple of things that the Lost Storm has done, maybe narrowly gets a nod in my mind. But in terms of um, You know, performances on the board, a school captain has to rate on top, doesn't he? Because um, in a couple of those big critical meetings, homegrown classic final on Victoria Cup night, Breeders' Crown, he gets the job done. So he, uh, this is like a, a Djokovic federate type yeah. <laughs> debate or to throw it. I don't know who Nadal is in this conversation, but um, one horse has done sort of incredibly freakish things. Um, and the other ones won the big races. So that's the excitement of the, the next time they meet, isn't it?
0: Well it's good that we can just one simple question and, and it, uh, it confuses us but in a very a positive way because we we like them so much it's a, it's difficult to decide if one should be better and that's why I use the word ranking it doesn't mean um who we think is the best horse because sometimes that can be a bit clear cut it's a bit like catch a wave and uh, and captain ravishing for example and I would think that cap uh captain ravishing is certainly the most exciting one of the most exciting I've seen in a long time but if it was a Tennis tournament, and you went on rankings and seeds that catch a wave would be seeded above Captain Ravishing for because he won three group ones, the other horses won one leap to fame, but,
2: yeah. Oh, and leap to, leap yeah. to fame, yeah. Like, I, I think the, the we'll get stuck in the form panel in a moment. Dan <laughs> and I are just having a private conversation. If everyone's listening on SC this. this is fun. Um, I tell you what, I really, really love. I love it when there's um two key rivals. I go all the way back to the rivalry between smoking up and I'm the mighty Quinn. I love it when it is a little bit like Nadal and Federer or Djokovic and Federer, where you've got two leading horses in a rivalry with, you know, binarily opposing weaponry in a way. Now, mm. I'm, not, I'm not saying that school captain and the Lost Storm necessarily, but school captains that got that flashy speed. The Lost Storm looks like an absolute, you know, bottomless machine. But I, l- I love that contrast, Anne.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, I totally agree. And they got different arsenal, different weaponry, uh, but they're equally as exciting to get the job done. And that's what we want. We want more of that, don't we? We want to see more of that. We thought for a brief period that Ride High and Lock and Var Art were going to create those great clashes. And um, look, we might have one now, they're only two year olds, but let's enjoy them while we get the opportunity to do so. Because as we well know, particularly as racehorses, um, it won't last forever, and sometimes it doesn't last long at all.
2: No, that's true. Let's get stuck in a race one before the first break here on the Friday form panel. And here's where the confusion begins. Rakiro Rebel, I'm, I'm assuming this is maybe how you pronounce it, Rakiro, Rakiro Rebel, former Kiwi with uh, Lara J Farm now. Um, very, very difficult to line this form up, but the money has come to some degree. $3 into two forty. It's your favourite. I have tipped it on top, but you've got Our Lady Lara. Dean Braun has very few horses these days, but when dino has got one and he's decided to keep one, that means they're pretty good, and she is pretty good. Um, you've got Blood Moon, who was a terrific last-start performance. Bonnie Bell's got a fair bit of ability. I tend to think, if this money continues, that Rakiro Rebel is probably the one, but unbelievably, <laughs> we talk about how the Kiwis come in here on their ratings, Kiro Rebel is a rating 56 that they've deemed good enough to throw straight into this race. So um, that's telling in and of itself, I would say, Dan.
0: Yeah, look, sometimes the Kiwi rate, I don't think they got them right. So um, I think they can be quite prepared to uh, run them against higher grade because that, I, I don't know, it's as if they get... Uh, some sort of allowance, to the Kiwis coming over here, Andy Gath does it all the time and, and they just rack up winning a few races in a row really quickly. So I think Rakiro Rebel or Rakiro Rebel, uh, she's in her right race first up class wise. I'm, I'm treating her like she's a better class than a 56, put it that way. Yeah. Um, look, there's one issue that I reckon we need to address before we give some tips here. All and right. that is uh, the query over whether the meeting is going to be at Melton tomorrow. Um, there's been a build up during the week with the way the track is and the track surface. I'm, I had a look at it on Tuesday night. I just happened to be down there and I thought, hello, this will be interesting. Uh, there was a meeting uh, Wednesday afternoon uh, and there's another one today. I I, I I know some of the trainers and drivers are going out there. I'm not sure if they're taking horses to test the track to see how it is. It's gonna be pretty late though today. Um, to give it the tick of approval. So my understanding is it's looking all right, but ultimately it'll be up to the trainers and drivers to give it the okay uh, for the meeting to go ahead. I, I know it sounds pretty close and rather dire, and I don't know how up-to-date you were with that, um, but uh, it's been a big query over um, that meeting going ahead at Melton as opposed to being transferred. So as we talk about it now, um, if I had to frame a market, and this might be a bit unfair, um, I won't give a price, but Melton would be favourite, but it's worth bearing that in mind, and uh, I think it's something that we had to address, Jason.
2: All right, Dad. I've just come out of the dark here, okay? So I'm, uh, I've just emerged out of the shadows. I, I knew nothing of this. So, um, and I, I don't want to put you under the pump, but uh, now that this conversation has started, when you say favourite, is it $1. fifty or shorter?
0: Um, Look, I just had a a word before suggesting that they're pretty confident the Melton track will be okay, but it needs to get that approval from the Trainers and Drivers Association with the meeting scheduled today. So I think a lot of extra work has gone on in the last couple of days, including yesterday, because as of Tuesday, it was unlikely that they were going to race there. There was a couple of drivers not satisfied with the way the track was put together last week. To my eye, it raced fine. I didn't see any problems. But for some of the drivers that were there, we're talking about the looseness of the track. And I think there was a a bit uh, of uh, a a time limit. They had interruptions uh, during the previous few weeks for the upgrades to the track that they were attempting to do. And it might've been rushed to a degree uh, to get the track ready for last week. It, it, It looked like it was all right aesthetically as far as I was concerned but I know a few drivers uh, that uh, had concerns about the track and therefore that was readdressed. Uh, they'd taken a bit of a top off the track, particularly the inside four or five Jeez. metres. When I saw it, there was about six to seven, eight inches that need to be topped again. That might not have been that difficult to do, but when we're talking about bases, consolidation, um, these things needed to be addressed uh, and they were upgrading those areas of the track through the last few days. That work seemingly has been completed, but it's gotta be ticked off from a safety perspective uh, from the Trainers and Drivers Association. I understand some key trainers and drivers will be out there uh, to, to see right. uh, that, that it will be okay. So I'm, I'm hearing now that it's more likely to be okay, okay, but we had to address it because I know there's a lot of trainers and drivers out there still wondering Will we be racing at Melton tomorrow?
2: Well, I've got, a, I've got a couple more questions, but we get better go for a break before uh, Tomo here uh, slits my throat. So we'll go for a break in the Friday form panel, A couple more questions regarding this, and then we'll get stuck into the Friday form panel opening event on the card. I think we'll both be tipping Rakiro Rebel, but we'll find out pretty soon. Back in a
1: moment. Welcome back to the Friday form panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499-736-736.
2: I'm going to save my – this is a short segment coming up here because um, I had to do some housekeeping, but uh, we'll get tips out for race one, and then I'll uh, I'll continue my line of questioning because I'm only learning uh, of this uh, Tabcorp Park Melton issue or Melton issue now. Um, are you with Rikiro Rebel, Dan?
0: Look, I'm not big on tipping horses yeah. first up and, and the like, but it's, it's the right sort of race for it, and there's one thing the Kiwi horses are able to do they generally are thrown in when they come over here. Um, and even from barrier number two, I, I am going to tip Rikiro Rebel. Um, look, last couple of runs have been pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, and I can see that form line uh, standing up pretty well here. So I have put it on top. Naturally, there's a little bit of a query, but I do like what I see. Um, for Bonnie Bell, uh, I think she's got a terrific chance, right sort of race uh, for her, our lady Lara, number seven, more awkward draw, but I think she's heading in the right direction in current form. And and I thought Sassiola, now that she'll get the peg line run, she's certainly a, a chance and a, a blowout chance and a, and a top four hope. So two, four, seven, nine.
2: I've gone at two, seven, three, and four. With these Kiwis, you nearly go off a little checklist, don't you? Um, uh, is the form okay over there, Tick? Are they coming to the right camp, Lara J Farm? Tick. Have you got? Have you shown a little bit of gate speed? I know you're versatile. If you haven't shown gate speed, so the ticks are there, aren't they? That, that's kind of the, you, you've got to go through this little checklist with when they're coming over from New Zealand, and and you really can't compare the form in any organic fashion.
0: Yeah, oh, that, that look, that's so true. But I was able to find a few horses there that uh, she'd raced up against that I've got a, an opinion on whether good, bad or indifferent. And that's yeah. right. And then I thought, you know what? Time and time again, you come over here and you're just well placed. And I know there looks like there's something like 20 ratings points between some of them. But don't take that um, on face value because Rikiro Rebel's much better than a 56. I'm not saying she's a free-for-all because she's only won one out of nine. But her form lines and the horses she's raced up against have better ratings than, than what would be a 56. So I'm treating her like she's a, yeah you know, could be a 70. I get, get confused with the ratings and I think the best that... We steer clear of them. <laughs> the 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 better you think about this particular horse and the the rivals in the race. Yeah, I don't. I don't. It of, sounds awful. I know. I, I just. But I don't. But look I think it, it's yeah. confusing. And I, I don't. I don't, I
2: don't look at ratings and numbers all that all, all that often. Anyway, anyway, really. Um. Yeah. It's it's. It, I think there's there's obvious class differences and you sort of know them in your head, don't you? Yeah. The numbers are just numbers. Um. We've got to go for another break, but very quickly, from your mail and your understanding, about what time will this be ratified?
0: Uh, I was only... uh, I'm I'm trying to find out what time. I was told this afternoon... um, uh, and I was told that the stewards will then provide an update on Friday. In fact, there was a press release that went out on must have been on on Wednesday because there was a meeting there and then they decided to do a bit of more work on the track and then get the uh, Victorian Trainers and Drivers Association to tick it off to make sure that they were satisfied with the further remedial work that had been required so um I I I was told before it should be okay but ultimately they if anyone's going to find things at fault or have uh, concerns or areas of the track it's going to be the trainers and drivers association so until that meeting takes place and one would be hoping it would be sooner rather than uh, later, but maybe um, racing at Melton tomorrow night firmed up a little bit because it was getting a bit wobbly, the price there, a few days ago. And, in and the, I think the good weather helps, Chase. I think it, that's, that's the most important yeah. aspect of this. If we had bad weather, I could almost guarantee that we would not be racing at Melton, but the decent weather about has assisted greatly.
2: And in a word, uh, is... Was a replacement location identified? Should it have? Should the wobbly boots have fallen off?
0: Look, I I, no, I don't, don't know, know. but yeah. I think you could narrow it down to three, and then probably two, because Ballarat doesn't have a sprint lane, yeah. and I think. Might have put them out. I would imagine could only have been Geelong and Bendigo, but um, uh, I, I haven't been told that personally. I'm not aware of which track was favourite outside of Melton.
2: All right, time for another break. When we come back, we promise we'll get stuck into more form. We've got nine races more to get through on Casey Classic v Old DeLard, Trotter's Cup night at Melton tomorrow evening. It's a Friday form panel with Daniel Leckie and Jay bonn
1: Welcome back. To the Friday form panel on SEN track. Text us on 0499 736
2: 736. Any to George Ezra reminds me of Mildura. Dan um, Lee and Jabe on Friday form panel. <laughs> We're up to race two. Um, now.
0: Making me hungry.
2: <laughs> Uh, Captain, I, I wrote in the form comment, you know, that's out of sound music. Um, how do you solve a problem like Maria? Well, how do you solve a problem like Captain Balisario? I don't know. I, I haven't worked it out yet. I've got to tip him. Uh, I love him. I think he's I think he got the ability to be anything. And he's got so much against him here. Drawn seven. Does he go forward or back? 1720 metres. Pretty handy field. And you're only getting $2.10. So it's all a bit confusing again. Dan, what have you come up with?
0: yeah, look, I was forgiving, i was I was concerned about him getting around that final bend anyway at Ballarat, and that's exactly the way it it panned out last week. so i was uh, I was forgiving uh, of that performance. He, I think he's a bigger track horse, we know he's not the perfectly uh, gated pacer. The horse in this race that I'm scratching my head. When I say I'm scratching my head, I'm making indentations into my cranium because yeah. <laughs> I cannot, for the life of me, work out why this horse is at the price that he is. I have marked a horse in this race $2.50. I know. I, I'm going to – right. I reckon it is uh, – is it $21? No, 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 it's not. It's 8 Let's 50. rock, let's roll, no. Uh,
2: I, well, I know you've got a love affair with so what? Is that? Is that who we're talking about? No, no. Where we no, go? I where like are you? your thinking, where and that's go? quite funny. Um. and uh, Jackie?
0: No, he's no. Son of a gun. It, he's a, like yeah. yeah, he's the son of a gun. I, I, it's why it's is just this horse five dollars? It's just the draw, I think, isn't it? Um, look, maybe behind a slow beginner, but at over seventeen hundred, he's a very fast horse. Um, mm-hmm. That that performance two starts ago that that was outstanding. I I um I can't it, believe he's five dollars. That that is way 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 over the odds. I'm I'm quite surprised at that. Um, if, if he's the son of guns at $5 from Barrier 8, why is Captain Balisario two ten from Barrier 7? Yeah, well, I think that's probably erroneous as well. I, we've got to excavate this
2: further because um, we've got the that hard-out music coming up, which means the news is on our back. But the the only thing I'll, I'll ask you when we do come back is that performance was totally freakish start starts back. But was that the outlier in his recent form line? So that's... That's gonna be the question. When we return, Friday form battle, Dan Malecki, he's very keen here. Reckons he's a son of a gun, should be half his quote, and he was on fire last week, Dan. Both best bets lobbing. So, listen intently when we get back. Friday form panel is in track.
1: You're listening to the Friday Form Panel with Jason Bonington on SEN Track. We were staying in Paris. Together. get away from your parents and mm-hmm. if I could take in a shot right now I don't think that we could work this out
2: well we're trying to work it out because fair, when Dan does this it normally work it does work yeah. out extremely well and you can hear
1: the,
2: the inflection of the voice goes up like <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what this price is all about and uh, he's the son of a gun, we're getting five dollars when we should be getting half that quote so um, number one you, you do believe he sticks to the peaks.
0: Well, not necessarily. He doesn't have to, but he's going to. Shorty's mate's a slow beginner, so it's not going to be that difficult to get away from the pegs, I would imagine, uh, to be at the back end of the field. And the thing is with uh, Matty Craven. if he does get one off the pegs and he's in front of a few, it's only a field of 10 anyway, so he's not going to be that far mm. off them. I, I'm, I'm pretty confident he can outsprint these horses. Uh, he might even be confident enough to make a move mid-race. Um, he, he's a good horse. He's the son of a gun. He, he's not a $5 shot. He is not a $5 shot, even if I've got it wrong slightly. Um, I'm still surprised Captain Belisario is the favourite. He's a good horse, Captain Belisario, but surely... He's the son of a gun. You'd have to rate higher. Forget barrier draws. Um, no, nah, I think they got it wrong. Well, Eight on top, yeah. best bet of the night. Seven. Actually, I'm getting a bit cocky now. I'll, I'll go each way. <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll go. I'll go each way. He's the son of a gun, and purely go each way because I had no idea he was five dollars. I, I, if he come up a dollar seventy, it wouldn't have shocked me. Um, but he's at $5. So eight, he's the son of a gun. Seven, Captain Belisario. Four, so what? You know, I've got a bit of a love affair with her. Um, one-way traffic, though, um, because she keeps running a place and she can do so again. And I think Radius or Sando, each of those two have got chances because um, they'll get to the pegs past Shorty's mate. And if you're taking uh, early quaddies, they're the others at value that you might want to cheer on. But I think he's the son of a gun. Is the uh, class runner just ahead of another very classy runner? So eight from seven, eight seven four three. So I'm
2: going uh, seven eight ten and one here. But I'll tell you what I reckon: given the impositions that both of the quote-unquote big guns face, that it's a it's a more open race than it appears on paper. So let's rock, let's roll. has got a, a booming sprint. Was terrific winning last start at Bendigo at seventeen dollars. And with the track into it, it uh, can be dangerous. Keyang Jackie's a very good horse. We know they're an exciting horse. Um, maybe they're the major dangers. Shorty's mate was more of a place proposition at $3.40 the drum because he just keeps coming up until he pra- place prices. And we got the chocolates with him uh, in terms of running a drum two starts back, not last time. But $3.40 still seems overs. Um, I'm with Captain Belisario, but I think he's far too short. I agree that he's far too short at $2.10 because I, I think he's better suited going back in this – Field, And once you go back over 1,720 metres, life can be very tough. I'll I'll, I'll give you one more thing to be confident about, I think, with He's a Son of a Gun. So that uh, amazing performance, I reckon it was in this race, this Caduceus Classic last year, wasn't it? I think he's a a very, very, very good miler, short course horse. Um, He's a son of a gun. So uh, I think that might even play in his favour as well. But we'll move on to the third event on the card. Um, now, this one should be one of the easiest kills of the night, I thought. And, in fact, I'm okay with the $1.55 we're getting about Outlaw Man. I reckon I've seen enough. I think he's the leader. I can't see where the pressure comes from outside of maybe a where's Seggy who's going to have to do plenty of work to get up outside the leader and put any pressure on. So I'm thinking at a $1.55, I'm happy to talk declaration job with Outlaw Man in the third.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Barrier draw is key, isn't it? It's not a bad field. There's a few others that I can give a bit of a a push for to run well, particularly if you take early qualities. But I think Outlaw Man, he's proved he's a pretty handy horse. You only have to look at his form and you think, well, he must be all right. Um, So no Einstein needed to uh, identify that. Uh, Where Seggy is going well, but it's still a big challenge. It's funny how the uh, shorter course races at Melton are restricted to 10 uh, and then an emergency, whereas in the uh, slightly longer races, they're 12 with an emergency. But with that one extra horse in between, it just makes the job so much more difficult. Um, So even from that draw, I'm not ruling out where Seggy, but it's far more challenging. And I think horses like Chillaby Dynamite, and also, what did you say is going well and might be a rough chance, but Outlaw Man, uh, in a way, um, usually when you say they're a smart horse, they can pick themselves, and I think he does. So two on top. From 13, 8, and, and 4. And just back there, he's the son of a gun. You're right. He won the Caduceus Classic last year. There's a horse that ran fourth, just an ordinary horse, probably go nowhere, called Captain Ravishing oh. out of that same race last year. So it makes the four mile look pretty good now.
2: Oh, you got to be careful, uh, Dan. I... That, that, I, I, I did a little more than pump the tyres of Captain Ravishing on uh, on social media during the week, and all hell broke loose. I, I had a very enjoyable time; it's entertaining for me, um, but it's it, it, it will never not stagger me um, the desire of some people to, uh, to 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 want to talk anything exciting down. Now, if if, if the greatest sin that I ever commit in life is um, talking things up a little bit too much on occasions because I get excited about them because I love racing. I I, th- I think I'll be able to... I, I, I think I'll leave uh, young Bella with a, an okay legacy. I don't think she'll have to defend uh, me in an Adolf Hitler-type way for pumping things up a little bit too much. But I'm, it never... The number of uh, glass-half-empty human beings out there, it will... Um, it, it just never ceases to
0: amaze me. You say glass half empty. I just say glass with nothing yeah, in it at yeah. all. Um, but I think that's what social media does. If anyone gets on with an opinion, right, wrong, indifferent, their they're opinions. And um, it's easy to say people are entitled to their own, but uh, some people, a bit like some people should never handle a gun. There's <laughs> some people that should never handle social media either. So uh, I hope few people get a laugh at that because the funny thing is the people that shouldn't be on it uh, are usually the people that don't realise that they're the ones that have been talked about. Oh,
2: Al, I um I, I must admit though sometimes uh, sometimes somebody will come up at the track and say oh geez that was a you got you know whacked around that person the other day and, I, and I'm just like if you think it touches the sides just, I when I get involved in that kind of thing it's just playing with a ball of yarn I'm just I'm just fiddling with it's for my own entertainment so um, I, I actually enjoyed it for a few hours the other night while I was trying to go through the form now break time but beforehand J Bond where is the barrier draw being held for the Hunter Cub our owners invited cheers John C I don't know if it's my story to tell. And don't shoot the messenger. Please don't. I don't think there's going to be a Hunter Cup barrier draw function. I think it's just going to be a barrier draw, and then we're going to get on with the job on Tuesday as we normally would. Do not shoot the messenger. Remember what Dan said about some people not not handling guns? I feel like there should be one but it's not it's again it's uh it's not my role so was well, uh, no
0: racing on sunday so the desire initially was to have a function this upcoming sunday uh and i uh, i know listed was the gordon rothaker medal and to have a big night but um um it seemed to have got lost in transit in the preparation for it because we've actually got a race free day on sunday so i think if you put your two and two together i think that was the plan to have some sort of function but um, that is not to be apparently.
2: Well, well, that's okay. We'll get the uh, we'll get the fields as we normally do at about, well, nine thirty am. I think is the uh, is the barrier draw, and then we'll get uh, the fields out for uh, for Trot's life, and then we'll we'll get some owners on. I think the next day and uh, have a chat with them with the leading runners. Let's go for a break in the Friday Form Panel. We will return with seven more races where we're going to find all of the winners. Dan Malecki and Jay Bond, on the FFP, the Friday Form Panel.
1: Welcome back to the Friday four panel on SEN track Text us on 736 736. Hey, back really like it,
2: so oh, welcome back to the Friday Form panel the next race we're gonna analyze is the fourth event on the program the final leg of the early quarter and it is heat two of the nutrient equine mercury 80 series which is a 1200 metre series, a little bit of a uh, a kitschy sort of a little series and basically we've got all the, well you only need one form reference for this I would have thought and that's uh, heat one where catch a wave destroyed Hurricane Harley, bulletproof boy third, Firefox fourth but one of the critical um, features of this contest is that there is, an, as you would expect for a, a six furlong race, Dan, an enormous amount of early speed, and I'm just wondering who's going to use it because, Old oh, Boston flies out, um, mm. Aussie Battler, Street Kid, um, Firefox has got really good gate speed. Do they use it or go back this time? I, I mark them $2.20 each of two, but I've got to tell you, I reckon Bulletproof Boys are better here
0: yeah look he was terrific last week but obviously a genuine uh, tempo at 1200 it's easier said than done because they just go one section there not quite as quick and it makes all the difference so but a 1200 meter race you want to have a fast horse um you know it's pointless running to the front and just slowing down uh because um while it might be sounding like it's an advantage to you uh, i don't know why you put in a horse that would want to race that way so um, I'm, I'm a bit like you bulletproof boys. Run the other day was terrific. He wound up, it was just two horses that were better than him, uh, held him off. Uh, it's still a challenge though, from that draw. And yeah. just keep in mind too, um, the uh, this race has eight across the front. So they incorporate number eight uh, to have eight across for these 1200 meter races, which would have been interesting in some other tracks. So I'm hearing by the way, it's shortening up all the time that they will be okay to race at Melton okay. tomorrow but it hasn't been ticked off yet by the Trainers and Drivers Association I think early afternoon. That will be cemented. Uh, and also, um, no barrier draw function, as you said, but it'll be live on Sky, the Hunter Cup barrier draw, Tuesday morning, 9.30, with uh, Brittany Graham, Stephen Bell from Hunter's Racing Victoria and Ryan Phelan. So that's live Sky 1, 9.30am, Tuesday morning, barrier draw for the, the Hunter Cup. Um, yep, Bulletproof Boy for me, number eight. Uh, from seven, uh, Firefox, the obvious one, they backed it heavily last time. I think loving a Chevy ran well. He's the other one with a really good mm. gate speed here. Um, and, uh, and probably Aussie Butler because he's actually strong enough that if he doesn't lead, he can still stick on well over the 1,200 because he's so quick. So I've tipped them eight, seven, three and six. And there's a fine line between Bulletproof Boy being able to win this race because he does come off speed so well uh, and them not going quickly enough. Uh, to not suit him. But at least one thing I reckon won't happen in the 1,200 metre races, thank goodness, they won't single out an Indian file because when that happens, it makes it so much more challenging, doesn't it, for those that from behind. They'll come out running and they should keep running and that should be enough to suit uh, Bulletproof Boy. Eight, seven, three and six. Very similar thoughts, eight, seven, three and five for
2: mine, but um, there might be a little... A little play there with Lovin a Chevy, who should be somewhere on the scene. And you want, you, you want horses in those races that have proven that they've got 1,200-metre form. Lovin a Chevy has it, so does Aussie Butler. Bulletproof boy, in fact, won this series last year. And Firefox is, uh, is a pretty nice horse with a, um, a very, very, very successful trainer named Jason Grimson. We move forward to the first of the big ones. First leg of the quad, Allied Express Casey Classic at Group 3 level. Now, here's the question. Um, Hurricane Harley has been in front 18 times in his career One on 15 occasions He's gone 151 four over the middle Trip at Melton Beating Lock and Varart during his Glory days Is he the same horse right now Is leading all that really matters Does he grow two and a half Legs and uh, a new mane when he's in front Hurricane Harley Is he anything like the horse that we remember Talk me through it here Dan Because I, I I've always had a love affair with Hurricane Harley, but I'm tempted to, I'm tempted to want to look away from him at two dollars ten because I'm not totally convinced he is the same horse.
0: And that's fair enough. Uh, he, look, his run last week—I think it was enough to suggest. Yeah, you, you're going pretty good, and I think he can improve off that run. And he did get beaten by a horse that'll probably an eight or be an eight or nine dollar shot in the hunter cup in Catch a Wave. So I think it's a really good form line. And he gets a much better barrier draw as well, barrier one. Now, he's lethal either leading, as you mentioned, um, or if something happened across him, he's going to get the perfect trip. So either way, I can see a big advantage for Hurricane Harley. That's what he's got in in his favour here. So the 210, yeah, I I agree with you. It's not something that makes me want to beg, steal or borrow to get on at 210, but I have no qualms about tipping him to win. But if you're going to tip him to win and expect your lead, gee, Torrid Saint's going to be very hard to beat getting that run. In um, an Inter Dominion runner-up, getting a similar run, peg line. He was actually pretty good last week in the Ballarat Cup. He wasn't far uh, behind them and not quite getting the clear room. So I think Hurricane Harley and Torrid Saint are the main two based on Hurricane Harley leading. Uh, AG's White Sox, he had a tougher run last week. He's not a death horse anymore. He's a death seat horse anymore. He, he, he's got speed, but... I think that Mark Pitt would be wanting to have the sit for AG's White Sox to lead. I don't know if AG's White Sox could actually hit off Hurricane Harley. No. And the horse that was terrific last week, albeit a little bit fresh and maybe lucky he got the cover, but it certainly showed that uh, he's back. His focus stride might be the one that goes around at over the odds You can make cases for the others. Jellyby Sylvester will get out quickly, but if he doesn't lead, it's going to be a far bigger challenge. I'm not saying he can't win, but it's going to be challenging. Sicario, not really sure what to make of him. Uh, He he obviously can come off the gate pretty good, and and Crime Ride is going well. So it's a good field, but if they sort themselves out with Hurricane Harley leading, I I would have thought that Torrid Saint is the one that is the only other one, or the main danger, I should say, because it's a decent sort of field. Um, One, eight, three and uh two are my tips all right so i'm i'm
2: sort of looking at it this way i'm and i'll no doubt i'll kick myself when hurricane harley comes out and blows them away because there was a time where you know i, I felt he could win a yeah at in front of victoria cup or a hunter cup hurricane harley and he's back with his his old mates uh emma Stewart and clayton tonkin and uh i, I do just love the horse i love him he's a little he's a little glamorous incredibly quick um, customer that, when he's 100% right, would probably blow these away. But there's enough of a doubt in my mind that I'm going with Torrid Saint on top of Hurricane Harley um, at the slightly better price. So eight ahead of one. But I'm looking at this race and saying, tell you what, if something a little bit unusual happens, and it looks like one of those races where it might, then I wouldn't be ruling out B. Sylvester, Focus Stride, Crime Rider, I think they're all in the mix somewhere. And I, to be honest, I'm probably more tempted to have each way or one by three investments on horses like Focus Stride and Jalibi Sylvester in the race than, um, than get too caught up in the preferred speed map where one leads and eight's behind the leader. Look, under those circumstances, they'll they'll almost certainly run one, two and, you know, pick your poison, whoever wins. I, I'm going with Torrid Saint to beat Hurricane Harley, but I just think Jalibi Sylvester, this horse – um, has proven, even though he's a very good leader, he can come off the pace. He showed that in the Hamilton Cup. Focus stride, um, if he had it got clear, he, he, he very likely would have won or, or gone extremely close to winning last start, and they're at 12 and $19. So they're my thoughts on the Casey Classic. We move forward to the sixth event on the card, which is another of our features, the time-honoured Tab V L Dallard Trotters Cup. Now, just uh, I, I know there's been a change in the... Uh, in the group one, well, the group classes uh, of recent mm. times, just recently, Dan. With, yep. The Dullard Cup's always been a group one.
0: Yeah. It, it, you know, it was the only group one that Mary's Idol ever won. So it's been a group one for a long time. It's got a far greater history than a lot of the trotting races that are around at the moment. And I agree with you. It's a group one race. So, should,
2: like, the, 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 like When I when I look at the VL Dullard Trotters
0: Cup, that name, Yep. Yeah. It's a Group 1 race, isn't it? You think Group 1. Look, it has to match it with prize money of 100 grand, and it's a bit like the four-year-old Bonanza. When it comes around and you see Group 2, you're going to think, no, this is not right. It needs to be a Group 1. These are two races need to be looked at, and naturally they need the prize money um, to uh, lift it to those levels. And these are two races that I'd give a push for, the Dullard Trotters Cup for Group 1 and the four-year-old Bonanza for Group 1 because they are races... The four-year-old Bonanza has got the best form of any race anywhere in Australasia over the last 10 years. It stands up on the chariots of fire and often in the Miracle Mile. That has to be changed. And this race... Because of the history. You know, you mentioned the, the words time on and you are absolutely spot on. It needs to be Group 1. and It needs to be whatever prize money. I think it's, it's a 75 now for the Trotters, but it needs to be. Um, I'm not fussed with a lot of other races. I'm not too fussed with uh, the potential for some Breeders' Crown races and some other, you know, restricted type races not being Group 1s. And I've often said that there's no shame in not having races as Group 1 just based on prize money. But this is one race that absolutely needs to be Group 1. Well, this is, this is where
2: you, I believe – I don't know, I don't know what, who the panel assembled are, but you sort of need a, a panel of uh, people who have been following the game for a fair while and say, all right, let's look at these names of these races and decide, you know, where the money's going to go. If that's what's required, then yeah, it, 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 it does not sit well with me that the, the Dullard Trotters Cup, the Dullard – the VL Dallard is, is a Group 2 race, and it's certainly not a Group 2 field. It's a, it's a phenomenal field, and I'm looking at it. You mentioned right off the top, there's, I spoke about confusion being the theme of the, uh, the night. Well, there's a lot here. He's majestic man in the kind of form that he was in where he went on a killing spree. He started that killing spree two years ago, winning the Dallard. Majestic man. He's got great gate speed. Does Queen of Light up? Um, run the gate here with the good draw, or do they are they a little bit more conservative after not having a run for a month? I keep coming back, and I tell you what, I've been very, very, very slow to the party, which I'm normally not that slow to the party. But just believe is the only runner here I can look at and go, I've got no qualms about you. You just win, and you continually win on the biggest stages. So I'm finally going to tip him on top. What are you doing, Dan?
0: Yeah, look, uh, Majestic Man adds so much to the race, a quick beginner, but the way Sundowns Courage began last week, and actually his subsequent performance was outstanding, so if they're as confident with Sundowns Courage as the way it was driven last week, he may well be leading and and giving a great sight. but Majestic Man's pretty quick. I don't know if you'd play around too much with Queen Elida, particularly being fresh, so I suspect that she'd probably end up in a good spot anyway, maybe even in the 1-1, so that'd be ideal for her, but... You would think with these horses then going to the Great Southern Star next week, A, they're going to be pretty fit. So uh, as much as they might be a bit fresh, they're going to be fit enough. But also, um, she would be a big gross horse like her. It's not going to hurt her to have that run. I think it's important, and she'll benefit more from it than most of the others in the race. Just believe. It is 22.40, and the thing he's got in his favour, A, is the class. Uh, and just having that run back last week, now... He was awesome last week. Absolutely awesome the way he cruised up the straight. The the, the tempo was on, though, and it did suit him. He didn't have to work in that early part, but it was just the sort of race that Greg Sugars and Jess Tubbs would have wanted. not really trialling in the lead-up because he was supposed to go around in a trial of Ballarat. It was a bit too hot. They erred on the side of caution, made absolutely the right decision, and the horse was was fantastic. So I think he deserves to start favourite, but I think Majestic Man will get his opportunity to beat him because he's drawn the front line. He's a good chance of leading, but I'm not certain he'll lead. And then throw Vacation Hill into the mix, um... I don't see Vacational as, as the winning chance, but she's got blistering early gates, but she is a fast beginner. Change the dynamics of this race rider, and, and Andy Gath is pretty confident that he's got her going as well as he ever has. So keep that in mind, uh, that she could go around at huge odds, and also, if she leads, it's probably as far as she wants it uh but i you know personally i couldn't have it but if she's 40 or 50 to one you know maybe you need to think about it just believe for me how can you not tip a horse that is continuing in my eyes to get better and he's an inter-dominion winner already he proved that with most of these horses Uh, defeating them through the Inter-Dominion Series. Perhaps the only one he hasn't conquered so much uh, as yet is Majestic Man. Um, And I think it's the the biggest threat. But if Majestic Man is going to win some of the other feature races, this is his opportunity to to beat Just Believe. If he can't beat Just Believe on Saturday night, tomorrow night, um, he's going to find it a little more difficult going forward. Uh, Eight from four. uh, Two Sundance Courage huge huge uh, last week, and, and Queen Elida. So I've gone eight, four, two, and three. You talk about me with So What and Ladies in Red and and the various horses that uh, I seem to have some sort of a healthy or unhealthy relationship with. You. But you've got one with Queen Elida, so I'm putting the spotlight on you now. Are you going to be breaking her heart, right now and tipping something else? I will be. Um, I I'm,
2: Just Believers is, is just won me over. And I look through, we'll go to the news, news in a moment, but I look through the, the recent history of Australian trotting and we do have a rich history of finding one that just dominates for, some, for whatever reason. You go back to my high expectations to Keystone, Dell, Tornado Valley um, and it feels like Just Believes in that mould at the moment where... Where the draw, well, the the draws don't matter. I mean, he won the Cochrane Cup from wide on the second line. He won the Inter-Dominion final wide on the second row. He just – it's, it's like he doesn't care. It doesn't worry him. He'll just cruise up. And Queen O'Lyda – look, Queen Elider is outstandingly talented. The question is, is Queen Elida six months away from being the genuine challenger to Just Believe? Um, i tell you one thing. I love her. I do love her. But she's $2 and Just Believe is $3.20. And that can't be right. Just believe should be favourite for this race. Um, The only other one before we go to the news, in fact, we'll come back and talk about this, because the one that I've found at odds that I'm really keen to watch is Loxley Lover. Because if Elder Baron Zeus or Olavici or one of his contemporaries were in this race, I reckon they'd be starting a hell of a lot shorter. He's beaten them, and he's $21 and $3.40. The draw is sticky, I get that. But this generation of, of trotters are very good, and there's an argument to suggest that he's as good as any of them. So we'll go to the news and discuss that when we return.
1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499 736
2: 736. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. We've got four, in four races and, well, one question left in race six. Um, yeah, Locksley, love it. Like, I can kind of understand it. I know people will say he still seems a little bit immature, and from that draw, does he go back, and how hard will it be for him? But, geez, I don't know. I thought the $21 was a touch disrespectful for a horse who's, um, like I say, you line him up against those fellow four-year-olds from last season, and you say to yourself, well, I think he's as good as any of them.
0: Uh, and he's still on the up too. Yep. A lot of horses in this race have uh, hit hit their optimum level as good as that they are, but he's still got improvement to come. So I think you make a good point. For twenty one dollars, it's not a bad saving bet to find out. Um, Jace also I point out too the Hunter Cup uh, nominations closed today at twelve. So for a handful that might be listening now, thinking, oh, that's right, better throw it in there uh, because we know Act Now's not going there, even though it's equal favourite on the tab list and horses like Expensive Ego or Unlikely, Rock and Roll Do, uh, Better Eclipse, Major Moth, all those sorts of horses. Um, Anyway, the noms close at 12 o'clock, so I I expect there'll be something that's available on either the the, the Harness Web or we'll get a press release with the horses that are nominated, which is usually the case for the Great Southern Star and the Hunter Cup coming through Hunter this race of Victoria this afternoon. It'll clear up the picture with the pre-post betting and give us an idea of what we're looking at for the big one next week. 25 minutes to go if you
2: want to be involved in it. Um, History will suggest that it's often the biggest stables that uh, are the last to put their nominations in because they're uh, they're, they're busy training horses. Um, the legendary Mark Purden has been one of the, uh, <laughs> the great sinners in this category over the years um, of uh, sometimes missing nominations with horses. Sounds like there's a... Is, it, is there a helicopter or a plane yeah, flying over there,
0: sir? it's like an old tiger moth or something, isn't it? It's quite loud uh, going over. I, I didn't go out to have a look there, but I was just holding my breath to make sure it wasn't close to the top of my uh, my uh, roof. But uh, all, all okay. But yeah, I'm surprised... Well, not surprised you picked it up. It was very loud. I was thinking it myself.
2: That's uh, spruce goose. Um, right, let's yeah. move on to the VHRC Caduceus 3-year-old classic. This is another race. that. Um, Speed of St. Louis. I can, uh, I can probably... Uh, I can sort of cope with the fact that this is down the Group 2 level. I suppose it hasn't been around for that long, but it's still a nice idea to have a a three-year-old uh, Group 1 at this very early time of the year because we know that the uh, the
0: derbies and all that have been shifted. So, Well, if it's a carnival night, doesn't it need a Group 1? If this is a carnival night, this is, the, this is the night that's a bit weaker. This is referred to yeah. as the Summer of Glory, and I think it's night two, isn't it? Now, yeah. um, it's not the be-all and end-all, but something has to be a Group 1, surely.
2: Well, I I really think... There's no reason why this and the Dullard Cup shouldn't be the Group 1s because, like I say, we don't have um, we don't have a, a, a Group 1 three-year-old race at this time of year in Victoria anymore, do we? So this Well, is... that
0: was the whole idea, to replace the Derby effectively at this time of the year.
2: And you know what? Bondi Lockdown beat Pat's Beach Storm, I think, in the first edition, and he's the son of a gun, produced a yeah. Bravora performance last year. So you look at the race and say, well, if you're not living up to your status, then then we drop you.
0: But... Yeah, so far in a very sh- brief history, it has lived up to it, hasn't it? I, I think it has. I'm okay that it's a Group 2, but the Dullard Cup has to be a Group 1. But the prize money increments, they they need to lift. So if this one, they're prepared to lift it to 150, no problem with that. If they don't want it, I'm okay as a Group 2. But the Dullard Cup has to be a Group 1 yep. and make that the key race. And, and then your trotting race, so it's a night where the trotting race stands out as a Group 1 and then leading up, obviously, to the Great Southern Star next week. But I think the Dullard Cup, absolutely, unquestionably, prize money has to lift. Whatever increments necessary to make it the Group 1, it has to be the Group 1. If if and I'm, I'm happy enough whether this race ends up a Group 1 or stays at a Group 2, but the Dullard Cup must go to, to Group 1. A race like that... Yep. Uh, is deserving of group one standard we've got to stick with a handful of races if, from our traditional point of view yes. that have to hold group one and as far as i can remember as a little kid dullard cups been a group one now we need the prize money to match it. it it has to be group one and four-year-old bonanza they're the two they're the two that just don't make sense. I think this has sneaked up on a few people. Uh, HRE, HRA, Harness Racing Australia. Uh, they well in advance were telling organisations, race clubs. Uh, and governing bodies of what they were preparing to do, and I suspect for Albanians and Dullard Cup are two that have to rise in prize money and have the Group 1 stature that they deserve.
2: I couldn't agree more. The Dullard Cup in particular, we've already mentioned that it's the Dullard Cup. Anybody who's been following... I've only been following the trots for 20-something years, but anybody who's been following it uh, for any period of time, you just you, you know the Dullard Cup as a group. The Dullard Cup is is serious business, and... It's got, it got, as mentioned, it's time honoured and it and it needs to be respected. I'll be honest with you. This will be controversial. I don't even I don't even know why we are tied to prize money. Anyway, I, the prize money shouldn't shouldn't be the look. If you need to do it, you need to do it fine. But it, it shouldn't be the dictatorial factor of what is a, what is a great race anyway. In my opinion, but we move. Well,
0: 50 grand is too low. Anyway, you know what I mean. It deserves more. Of course it is. You know.
2: It, what what it, I mean? I look at the purse strings, and you go, "Where are you going? Where do you grab it from?" And I, I know you can do it. I've got my own ideas about how you do it. We'd need another three-hour show for that one, but um, yeah. Um, now I reckon I've found nearly the better the night here, and it's for a place. But uh, prosecute. There's been a good move here for dangerous as well. Five to 280. School captain's a dollar forty. He's just a very, very, very good. Again. I know he's a and that seems very short. But I think if school captain's weirdly if school captain's name was a lost storm, probably it'd be a dollar oh eight, and it doesn't seem right, does it, Dan?
0: No, no, no. That that's that's absolutely. I look. I thought he'd be a bit shorter than that. But dangerous has got a good CV. There's no doubt about that. Uh, that's my logical uh, exactor. five to beat one. I found it far more challenging to find uh, other horses. To uh, to run the placings, I'm not sure I've got that part right, but so as Seraphine is a good chaser and very competitive, and might have a crack for the lead. She's pretty quick out, but um, I've got her as in a place chance, and also uh, Heathburn Bruce maybe from the draw, but he's a bit rough going. But uh, I did like the five from the one. It might be as simple as that. Sometimes we overlook the obvious, and maybe whether it be the Quinella or even the Exacta, um, could be the way. Although with Exactas, it. You tread warily at the trots because often the Cronella will pay more anyway. But um they're they're the two, but I've narrowed it down to one. I think school captain's class will get him there five, one, three, and eight.
2: I've gone five, one, three, and four, funnily enough, but my bet of the night here is Heathburn Bruce a play. Seven dollars the drum. Seven bucks the drum for Heathburn Bruce. And no matter which way this race turns out, what we probably don't want, Dan, is for Soho Seraphine to cross at the start. Otherwise, if, they, if they've if they got such a huge opinion of dangerous and it wants to hold the front, then Heathburn Bruce is a great chance of being behind the leader um, so long as it doesn't go too rough at the start. And if school captain gets to the top with three poles in a race, that he's likely to be extremely peg-dominated. So, I yeah. mean, you've got it in your top four already. Um, $7 a place. There's got to be something for us there.
0: Yeah, look, I think you're right. I, look, I would think probably school captain leads, though, because um, – uh, well, just the That's first two hundred, I
2: reckon, for us, because in those races He's where you've got, back, yeah. you've got the very best horse in front, um, you've you've got the what clearly appears to be the the second best horse behind the leader. Now we know there's only one um, one podium position left after that, but they generally rip home in extraordinarily in extraordinarily late sectionals um, under those circumstances. And if you're off the pegs, you're in
0: a lot of pain, aren't you? I've got to just put one thing in there, and I don't mean to be the corporal of doom here, right, but I I can't help but have this in my mind. It seems that we will be racing at Melton tomorrow night. That seems to be the case. I understand a few horses are going to go around early this afternoon and be ticked off, whether it's fine or not, but there's got to be a section of that track that could be questionable, and I just wonder whether it could be the pegs. So just just think about that. Just think about that instead of getting too heavily invested. I could be completely wrong and it goes the other way. But just the area that I saw the other day that was needing work on was towards the inside. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, don't get carried away and thinking this is going to be pegs, pegs, pegs. Uh, It might be, but it might not be because of the work that's needed to be carried out this week. And Mm. I suspect if the track is in 90% order, mm. it's still probably in better order than where it would be if it was taken elsewhere. But just keep that thought in your mind. I could be completely wrong, and I hope I am, but that's the way I'm looking so, at it now.
2: So uh, tell me this before we go to the Breakthrough Pace final. Um, when, mm. as, a, as a long-term um, thoroughbred broadcaster as well, race caller, um, stacks of Melbourne Cups... Track bias is a massive thing in in thoroughbred racing, right? Uh, how many races when you're at a thoroughbred meeting do you want to see before you've made up your mind? Because we're gonna we might have to employ this very similar uh, mentality and, and philosophy tomorrow night. Do we? Is it? Do, do we need to watch three races before we feel comfortable? We've got an idea about that
0: situation. Well, if the thoughts are already in your head, I think you can determine it as being a a, a possibility, a greater possibility by watching one race. Sometimes it's not as obvious, and by the third race you think, gee whiz, they're not making ground today or tonight. But I think if that's in your head, you can concentrate if you know the horses and the positions yeah. that they're in. Um, I'm not as concerned about the one wide lane. It could go the other way and it's an advantage for the pegs, but if it goes the opposite way and they're not making ground, particularly through to the sprint lane, I think you'll notice that pretty early on. If there's a generally run race, or even if they're coming home in fast sectional times, it's usually the pegs that's the dominant part. They get that run through on the turn, sprint lane, um, clear runs, and all that sort of stuff. So, again, I, I might be clutching at something that is long odds here, but just with the makeup of this track this week, I still don't think it's going to be perfect. I don't mean that in a nasty or negative way, but from a punting point of view, uh, I think we need to be aware of that. And the more obvious part that would affect us, if the, the, the pegs is the place to be, it's something we expect is more often the case. Mm. But if the pegs is not the place to be, that doesn't happen too often at the trot. So I have a little concern about that if it's a bit loose, a bit shifting. So just bear that in mind and maybe races one and two can put it to bed either way.
2: Yeah, I think the, I think the, the key is we might need a couple of races. You just need I – I love a contrast of two different tempos um, to be able to 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 be able to get a, a really solid idea of um, who's doing the zoo and what's going down. We'll take a break now. We'll come back. This breakthrough pace final comes up next. We've got three more races to go, but this will be interesting. Better zibbets at $1.35. Are we declaring it or are we not? Stick with us to find out.
1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499
2: 736 736. Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel. Limited time because there's been a lot going on uh, this, this morning. Um, the uh, the text has been running hot for Dan. Uh, breakthrough pace final. Better zip it, thirty five. Yeah, I, I think I probably saw everything I needed to last uh, last week. Dan should be winning, you'd imagine. Can Serge Blanco have a genuine dip
0: at getting across at the start? I, I think he's, he's got to, doesn't he? Um, th- I, there'd be a good ploy. If everyone's looking to try to get uh, behind better zip it, um, there's going to be good charts. Karamar Solomona will want to be there. Stravinsky will want to be there. And Serge Blanco, probably less likely, but also uh, is quick enough to really make it interesting early. This is a big prize here. So I, I don't think you want to uh, be negative in your thought process here and just hand the race to better zip it. He was impressive last week, but he led. Will he be as impressive if he works harder or if he doesn't lead? And I think that's the thought that has to go through some of these drivers. Whiskey Cavalier is drawn wide. I still don't think that's a bad place for him to be. His run last week was just extraordinary. Did everything wrong and was still running time and it was massive performance. But he's going to have to do that again. Um, it's a challenging race. I'm trying to find a bit of value. Whiskey Cavalier is that value. Just do you want to be on him at that price? I think Helliver's going really well and obviously Huli Nien at the odds. I... I found it challenging. I just thought there was enough pace on the front line that maybe better zip. It has to work that slightly harder. The harder he works, the more vulnerable he and the others around him become. And uh, I'm, I'm putting your horse, Sahuli Nien, on top, number 13, at the value. There's plenty of good horses. This, this race in the form line is going to stand up for a while. 13, four, six and seven. And there's three or four others I easily could have put into my top four um hurling was massive last week it was truly an outstanding run probably the run of the night but he might have to produce even a length better if he's going to win it it's a good race i'm looking forward to this yeah
2: i'm, I'm just going the cowards way up with the same numbers 4 13 6 and 7 and i reckon if you want uh, one at a big place price to throw into your exotics what's up sunshine went really well um, but so many of these horses went terrifically well now. With the, the limited time we have available, we'll rip through the last couple of races. Um, Chinese whisper there's talk of him going to the Great Southern Star, so we'd want to be winning this, and I think he will be race nine, Dan.
0: Mm. Yeah, I'm with you. He's gone to a different level. And he got sorted him out uh, for a horse that became unreliable. I'm, I'm a little bit hesitant to say that he's not unreliable anymore, but it's the best I've ever seen him go last start and the start before, believe it or not, in the stand. But when he went back into the mobile, Different horse. I think you can win here. I think if you rated Central Otago Chinese Whisper, you'd have to put Chinese Whisper yeah. on top. Notwithstanding, Central Otago is absolutely flying the stable, mate. I think Bullion Harry's got a terrific chance, uh, and also uh, she's a pleasure. But I, I think Chinese Whisper, uh, I, I think it could be one of the other better bets on the program. Eight from three, five, and two. Eight uh two.
2: Five and seven for me, yeah. But Chinese whispers should be winning. In fact, a dollar sixty might look at, like a good price. And who knows? <laughs> who knows? Might fulfil those early expectations and go very well in the Great Southern Star. And the final race in the card couldn't be more confusing. I think the most exciting horse is red, white, and bloom. Jakarta, only the one run from New Zealand. And we know Andy Cade Gath, Norm Jenkin. Normally works out okay. And Leanne, Leanne's hard fit. I think I'm I, I think I'm going for the dream here. I'm going to have Leah
0: Leanne on top. What are you yep. doing in the last? Yeah, I'm with you too. I want to see Bobby win it. It'll be his dream to win a Metropolitan race. Um, and I think this qualifies, doesn't it, or not? 10000 Maybe it doesn't because he wants to win a, a, a race. He's won a race at the Showgrounds. He's won a race at Mini Valley, and he wants to win a Metropolitan race at, uh, at Melton. If this is not considered a Metropolitan race and a night of the carnival, there's something wrong. But um, I'm not sure at $10,000 it is, which is a concern. But... I think the mare's going really, really well, and um, I think you can drive the horse confidently. She's got a bit of gait speed, she can press on. Um, she was terrific the other day behind a very smart horse. So on with you, I'm going Leanne Leanne from uh, the Indonesian horse, uh, Jakarta, number 12. Uh, and then the others included four, Namosco is going well enough to be a rough place chance. And also, you mentioned Red, White and Bloom, who might take a run, but yeah. I think can still uh, be uh, in the mix here. 6, 12, 4, 11. 6, 11, 12 and 1
2: for me. I think Red, White and Bloom is definitely one to watch for the future. We've got a lot of ability. Let's go for our final break. Come back with Best bets on the Friday Form Panel.
1: Welcome back to the Friday Form Panel on SEN Track. Text us on 0499-736-736. Welcome back to the Friday
2: Form panel. We're about to wind it up. And we need, or we know one of them. I've I've still got that inflection in my mind from he's a son of a gun. But who are your best bets for tomorrow night, please, Dan?
0: Well, I wrote down he's the son of a gun as my best bet. I wrote down two best bets. Uh, He's the son of a gun and Chinese whisper. I had no idea he's the son of a gun was going to be $5. So um, whether you play him straight out or or each way, you get the luxury of backing him at the price of place. I thought he was going to be for the win. I say the luxury. It might be egg on my face if (laughs) it doesn't turn out that way. And, um, and the Pegs is not the place to beat. No, I don't ex- expect to be on the Pegs anyway. But race two, number eight, Jason, and race nine, number eight. So that may- might be my lucky number because Just Believe, I've tipped to win. Bulletproof Boy, I've tipped to win. I think Torrid Saints, a great chance. Eight's the way to go.
2: Eight, eight, eight. lucky eight. Um, I'm going to go out a little multi-outlaw man into school, Captain, into uh, Chinese Whisper. Should be getting the job done, I think, and do like that $7 a place about Heathburn and Bruce, I've got to tell you. I think if it settles three poles, no worse than three poles, the way it went last start, it can definitely run third. Thank you very much, Dan. It's going to be an interesting night tomorrow night, but I look forward to it.
0: Yeah, likewise. Thanks, Chase.
2: There's Dan Malecki, Jay Bond signing off. Great night. Night two of the Summer of Glory tomorrow at Melton.